Happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show weekly on youtube.com slash pressyyz, live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, or listen to it on your own time on your podcast service of choice. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, but if you don't have any loonies to, to spare, it's all good. We will be here no matter what. Before we get started, a friendly reminder, as usual, that Black Lives and LGBTQ plus lives matter, and stop Asian hate. In the uh, same vein of trying to be better and better ourselves, we also recently decided to overhaul the Press YYZ Discord server. Uh, in order to better optimize it and to suit the people that use it um, and also address some of the issues that had cropped up over the past little while. For a full breakdown of that um, and, uh, you know, a little more detail onto what has changed, you know, go go over to the uh, Press YYZ Discord and check out the announcements channel uh, over on that server. Uh, I am your host today, uh, AJ Fraser, um, joined by... Uh, our very own award-winning, two-time award-winning still, Alex? Thank you, yes, yes. still just oh. two-time. Yeah, you, two awards this this kid has won for, for his for some lovely, reason. yeah, for some reason, for his lovely uh, independent student film, uh, Access Granted. Um, we are also joined by the one and only Nathan McInerney. Yo, what's going on? Behind the ones and twos... We've got Alex Cozina. Hey, hi, AJ. I want to say I really appreciate you bringing up St. Patrick's Day. Originally, I was going to start off this podcast by saying how, man, happy St. Patrick's Day. But based on the amount of people that are talking about it on social media, it might as well not be happening. Um, In light of some of the recent events that have happened, though, uh, in Atlanta, like I probably was not going to start off the podcast with that anyways. Uh, Obviously, hashtag stop Asian hate, as we stated earlier. Yes, absolutely. Uh, waking up to uh, that shitty news this morning of more bullshit going on like that. You know, it just... I don't I don't get it. I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good. Uh, you may be noticing a, a, a void, uh, a, a, an awkward silence in, in the room here, if you're listening to the audio version. Uh, Mr. Mitch George is not with us right now. Uh, he is uh, running around doing some personal errands, uh, hanging out with his wife and whatnot. Um, we'll see if he makes it back next week. I don't know. It seems pretty exciting what he's got going on, but we're not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it here, personally. So, uh, regardless, um, yeah. How you guys doing? Doing pretty well. <sighs> I as well am doing well. Co- I'm doing cozy. okay. Why? Why are you just doing okay? I don't know. T- today was a little bit, uh, a little bit more on the kind of tiring side. I- I'm not unhappy. It's just you know, y- you do get a little bit tuckered out from time to time. I I totally get you there. That's uh, mm-hmm. I've been I've been doing um some very very long hours at work. Um, three a.m. to three p.m. most days. Um, oh wow. Of course, I won't. I won't be doing that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty intense. I I won't be doing that uh, tomorrow. 
I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, because I'll be here until at least 11 o'clock tonight. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been tiring. I don't, what, what's up? I was just saying, is that because it's uh, springtime and people are doing kitchens, so you get more orders? Yes, it usually picks up around this time, but also um, I think a lot of people held off last year um, from ordering their fancy pants countertops Mm -hmm. and uh, have finally decided to uh, put those orders in and say, screw it, we'll we'll let some people in our house if we get new countertops. Why not? (laughs) Uh, on the subject so. of like weird work hours, uh, I used yeah. to a couple of years ago work for a video game quality assurance company, and you could either do like the morning shift, which was like I think like 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., or the evening shift, which would start at around noon and go until I think like basically 12 in the morning, and it was really dangerous when you would get off at the well not like dangerous dangerous but if you got off at 12 a.m you would have to quickly rush to the metro because the metro in montreal would close down at like 12 45 or so and so if you didn't get there in time you'd be shit out of luck and stuck in a really weird part of town wow yeah pretty good i gotta say outside of that that job was honestly a lot of fun i've not really talked about it a lot here in part because i can't really like get into details about some of the things that i did at the job due Mm -hmm. to contractual obligations um but it also was kind of a while ago so i'd imagine that if i could tell you about any of the things i did at that job you'd kind of be like oh okay well that's not that exciting because we all know about it is everything else that you played yeah i don't think i can say whether or not but Seems a little weird that you wouldn't at least be able to say that. That's that. Well, so maybe if is. I look into it, that means no. Mm, I don't know. L- mm. Let's move on. I don't yeah, want. Let's not. Let's some not get random... into legal. <laughs> no, no, I, I suspect that. Trouble. I, I don't <laughs> suspect that anybody who's watching uh, this episode even knows the name of the company I was working for. But on the off chance that there is, and they want to be a snitch, you know, let's move on. Okay, that's fair. Of course, totally fair um yeah um anybody anybody been playing any video games that they feel like talking about at the moment i do but i i did talk for a fair bit just beforehand so i want to give somebody else a moment to speak okay you know what no i'll you know what i'm gonna get this out of the way how about this how Uh about this Uh, you're not gonna see it on on screen probably there it is in video broadcast it's peeking it oh there it is if i there she is Yep, I, I have finally entered the next generation by getting a console that very well replicates the previous generation. Yeah, um, and is able to somehow refract light such that it becomes invisible. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Wow, the Hidden technology. Feature, yeah, Microsoft yeah. really outdid themselves with that one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. In our Discord, uh, somebody posted a link to um, to to Amazon and I clicked it and went into some sort of weird fugue state and six hundred and seventy seven dollars later <laughs> I now have an Xbox. Uh, so yeah, that that is that is the green uh, for St Patrick's Day. What a, what a day to receive it for sure. Oh yeah, it's um, too bad we couldn't see the green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not. I don't, I'm not. I don't even use a green screen for this. This is just uh, the RTX uh, Nvidia broadcast stuff. So, um, yeah. The I don't. 
<laughs> it's I am I am one of the few people who probably still had the Xbox One Connect hooked up and I when I turned it off earlier, I really miss being able to just say Xbox turn off and just have it do it cuz I I actually rarely had any any issues with the um with with the voice voice commands of that personally um do you guys use the connect at all ever no No. i never had an xbox with one i I don't even think like i've played i played the xbox 360 and xbox one at friends houses but i don't even think i use the connect while at their houses to be honest it's 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 one of those things that like when it works it's really magical um Mm. but like i personally really enjoyed the voice stuff and that was the way that i had originally played mass effect 3 um, oh wow when well, i yeah. first played yeah with the voice controls like there there was something super appealing about rather than pressing a bumper and pausing the action having to aim and say hey this person use this attack over here with your controller it was i could say um yeah, like almost exactly. Liara, singularity, and it would do that, and Liara would cast her singularity ability, right? And then I would say, Garrus, concussive shot, and Garrus would do a concussive shot and launch uh, enemies off the map. It was it was really empowering, and in, in such a way that didn't, um, didn't detract from the action, like, say, pausing and bringing up a menu uh, to command somebody would do so that's really um yeah that's probably one of the cooler implementations of connect in uh in a game i know rise son of rome had some connect integration yeah um i never played that because it was an xbox one launch and i didn't really have an xbox one uh though i think Mm -hmm. it's on game pass now it's one that i've actually heard pretty good things about uh do i just i know um we're probably never going to see any implementation of that type of stuff again, uh, yeah. or at least not in that type of in that type of way. But by any chance, do you have a Google Home? I do. Have and you set up the the because you can control your Xbox yeah. through Google Home? Yeah, it's um, okay. So I haven't set it up with the uh, Series X yet, but um, I I did. Uh, previously have it set up with my xbox one back i i I assume it was it might still be in beta i'm not sure Mm -hmm. um but yeah back back when it was in uh in beta uh at the very least um and it worked fine it was just like an extra step that i had to go through to tell it to turn on and turn off what i really appreciated the the xbox one's connect for was being able to, um, and y- you'll you'll remember this when we played Warzone uh, this time last year with Mitch, mm-hmm. um, when <laughs> me yelling at my TV, Xbox record that, yeah, and it just works, right? It just did it. But now um, you have a share button, so you don't even I, need to say that. You have a yeah, button I told, just for that feature. I, I totally forgot about the share button. I was like, look, I was, I totally because I, so I've been using the 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 series x controller the white one that i got uh last year uh on my pc 
And I totally forgot there was even a share button there. Just just completely forgot about it. That's mm. wow. How, how um how have you because you just you said you got it today, right? Yes, it arrived so, today. So you haven't played anything yet? No. I've okay. downloaded Oblivion. Nice. Uh and I downloaded that I, I mit the Halos have to remain installed on an Xbox, so Absolutely. I made sure those even five, mm. I made sure those were there. Yeah. Um that's wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, I've got it I've got it on there too, so I you know. Yeah. Hey. Tell me about it. <laughs> I've been playing Halo Five this week. And what? Yeah, it's so here's the thing. Halo Five is a good game. I yes. never I've never said that it wasn't a good game. And mm-hmm. it is a very fun multiplayer shooter. It is not what I want out of a Halo game, but I can't deny that it's that it's not very enjoyable. And despite like me kind of I essentially play the Master Chief Collection at least probably once every day. But I've been kind of I've been <laughs> all kind the way of through. like once a day. Yeah. I've been playing all yeah. four game or all six games on that yeah. all all the way through. Uh but yeah, yeah. like I, I I play Halo 3 multiplayer like kind of consistently. But I just I've been getting a little, not bored, but I just wanted to spice things up a little bit. And there's still a decent amount of Halo DNA in Halo 5, uh, but it, it's been fun. And there's been some really cool game modes. Like, specifically, there was this one, I've been playing the, like, rotating playlist that, like, every week there's, like, a new a new thing. And mm-hmm. last week, there was a really cool one where it was basically a long, narrow hallway and there's flat it's capture the flag but everyone then spawns with random weapons and so it was really fun just kind of like having like kind of that it it was reminiscent of the uh like the halo custom game chaos that you normally get uh Mm -hmm. and yeah so it's like the game is fun and i've been starting to get kind of into it like the spartan abilities are there's some that are better than others but like for Mm -hmm. what it is it's a solid shooter and I like the gunplay is still very tight, um, very kind of reminiscent of Halo 2 and just like the time to kill is very, very low. So people just die instantly. Um, but it, then it's also kind of got like Halo 1 vibes with like the pistol being super powerful uh, and being sort of like almost a long range weapon. So I've I've been enjoying it. The campaign still is awful and not very good. Uh, and I will I will say that till I die. But the multiplayer pretty solid and i'm probably gonna keep playing it because i've also been trying to sort of get a feel for it because i've been doing some sort of research on the different like game feels of each game and different things like that and so yeah halo 5 also looks like a dream on series x absolutely i uh i remember uh talking about it last year when um when i started playing it again for no reason whatsoever i never i never got through the whole thing and finished it but I still, I I still say that the Master Chief storyline part of that is interesting and good. The lock st- stuff is not as good as it should be. Um, yeah. And and going back and forth is just unnecessary. They tried yeah. to make Halo Two happen again, and they didn't. But miss the point of why Halo 2 is effective. Yeah. I even think the Cortana storyline in it is good and interesting. And I don't hate what they they justified what they did with her arc. Unlike what they did in Halo 
four with, hey, ma- make sure you've read all these books. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked I, um, a- Yeah. I just want to mention quickly that I have not actually picked up the Halo games ever since I tried checking them out on my Xbox Series X and discovered that due to a glitch of some sort, the audio was super duper low in the cutscenes. At some point, I need to like just get off my ass and like uninstall and reinstall those games and try mm-hmm. and see if they work. Because I do want to like I-, I do want to have the-, the experience of playing through those games and then talking about them with you guys. And you guys are giving me pointers and you know g- vicariously living through me, or also maybe. Uh, shamefully shaking your heads when I talk about how I didn't like them or didn't like certain things or who knows me. Uh, well, here's, here's an idea. Um, you were looking for something to play the other week, um, uh, on the press YYZ channel, write this down for like a future date sometime, maybe in the Mm. lead up to, um, the new, the new game coming out, maybe consider doing that. Not, not even on like legendary, but like on normal, just to get the story. If I can like fix the audio issue that I encountered last time around, I will 100% consider that because that actually sounds like a very cool time. Yeah, I will time and a good motivation. I will say I remember when we did that podcast, I don't believe that they had been optimized for Series X now, but now that they they, now they have and as well, like the uninstalling and kind of reinstalling it. I, I've played through Halo 1 a couple of times, actually, since having done that podcast, um, and I have not experienced that issue, so I'm hoping that means that it's relatively fixed and you will be able to actually get to experience it, um, you know, with audio intact. <laughs> I made a note uh, of noting down that I'm going to uninstall and reinstall it later today, so yeah. look it's, forward it's to that. Big, it's a big game, so, you know, definitely... Yep. Best case scenario, best case scenario, you don't hear anything from me. Worst case scenario, I put out a tweet being like, oh, man, why is this still happening? How do I fix this? Yeah. Speaking of potentially streaming things, Nathan. Yes. You got a capture card? I have a capture card now. I hear it's going going great for you. I've had a lot of trouble. It has (laughs) not gone great. Um, But I think I've got it figured out now because I'm a dummy. And there's this program you can join on Windows called Windows Insider that will give you an advanced look at what's coming up with Windows features. And I was a dummy for sign up for that because it makes everything unstable. Because uh, when I plugged the capture card in, it no worky. It was passing through to the monitor when I had it hooked up, but I could not get a signal on the capture software. So I was like, oh, no, does this not work? Because I bought it secondhand. Um after a lot of time with Elgato support, who were very nice, they basically said, we need to do a scan of your computer and then somebody will get back to you. That person got back to me and said, the only thing we can see is that you're on a preview version of Windows. So maybe if you could roll back. Unfortunately, the only way to get rid of this preview version of Windows is to actually just reformat your computer um, and start from scratch. So I wasn't fun. quite ready to do that because I've been working on some projects for work. Um, thankfully windows update did an update and then all of a sudden after the update, it now works. Mm. Oh, so I'm very excited that it's now working. I still think I should restart my computer cause who knows what's going to happen or reformat my computer if they do another update and then it stops working again because it won't be stable. So I've got a, yeah. I think that's a project for this weekend. 
Um, yeah. I've even created, uh, I've been fooling around in OBS and I found a way to put a little border around my picture and um, put my webcam on it and I put the Press YOAZ logo on it. I'm not advanced, but I've tried did, to figure out how to do some stuff. Did you get a uh, stream deck as well or? No, um, I did not get a stream deck. Um, my understanding is they're, that they're my kind phone of expensive, but yeah, yeah, they're pretty expensive. Yeah, there's, an, there's an app, and you can use that if you need to. Yeah, I think I'm going to try using the app. Um, I think it's you still need to pay a monthly subscription fee if you want to use the app, though. It's yeah. not obviously as is expensive it? as using a proper stream deck, like it's way, way less expensive per pound, but just a heads up. Yeah, I was looking at it. it's like 279 a month or 25 for the year or something. Um, hmm. so, um, I'm considering downloading that, uh, giving it a try for a month or two, at least see how I like it. Um, and I can use my wife's tablet with it when I stream. So then it's a matter of figuring out what to stream, um, and figuring out the right thing. I'm considering, uh, streaming PGA Halo. Tour 2K21, uh, okay. and WWE 19, 2K19. So, and then when, no, that's, or no, 20, I want to stream the broken one. Okay. The broken one has a bunch of cool DLC. That's like, like set in the wasteland and set in the future. And like, just like weird storyline DLC. One's a horror movie themed one. That just seems so unique and cool. It's too bad. The game's busted. Um, but I think at this point they've patched it. It's been out two years. Uh, the deluxe edition's on for like 40 bucks with everything in it. So, hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. When Mario Golf comes out, I think that'll be that'll be the priority. But if you oh, have yeah. ideas, are Press YYZ faithful? We need names for our followers. Oh, I like faithful. It makes us sound like we have a cult. Okay, yeah. the faithful. Um, press, let uh, me know. I was going to, uh, I was going to propose like the Buttoneers. But I don't know. I like the Buttoneers. It's like Boutonier. Here's the thing, though. I got the Buttoneers from another podcast. But said podcast does not use Buttoneers like as a like common nickname for its followers. It's like only like every once in a while they'll be like, all right, Buttoneers, what do you think? So we could theoretically still use it, but we can't claim our stamp of originality on it. What if what if we just shortened it to butts? Mm. Why he butts? <laughs> Got him. I feel yeah. like I know what podcast this is from, and I feel like that's closer to something they would say regularly. Would it be? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. So if you have ideas of what I should stream, because I don't want to stream anything two story related, because it's only going to be once a week. Um, mm. Something that's more evergreen. Uh, let me know. Fair enough. How about we go to a Persona 5 Strikers update from Alex? Ooh. I'm so close to being finished. I'm at 35 hours and I'm essentially at like the end. Um, I, not to spoil anything, but it, it, after having played Persona 5, it's like, oh, okay, this it's very it follows the the beats of how that game went like pretty similarly. So I kind of know it's like, all right, it's ramping up to, to, to get into the end. 
I'm having a blast with it, like even more so. I feel like every week I come back and I'm like, this game is fun. It is really fun. I think story-wise, I think does some interesting things, but I think pound for pound, I like pers- the like OG Persona 5 a little bit more. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it didn't, this feels like a lot of like kind of Persona 5 greatest hits where it's like hitting some of the same like emotional beats and same story beats where when I played Persona 5, for the first time it was like felt fresh and felt like you know it wasn't it, it didn't feel kind of like a almost like a remix um though the gameplay wise is so enjoyable i i've been really like ex- like playing all the different characters and each character's super like like they all have their own they all have their own like play styles and have like their own like advantages and like in this situation this character is good or against these types of enemies like makoto's really good and you like and she's honestly been my favorite character to play because just punching things is very, very fun. Um, and yeah, like I, by b- probably by the end of tonight, I will have finished the game. Uh, I've already, I've already gotten very emotional uh, at it a couple of times because they, you know, kind of hit like the heartstrings and I just care about these characters so much. Uh, but yeah, I'm, it really is like, I, I can't emphasize it enough. It is like if you liked Persona Five, it is so much in that vein, and takes all of the things takes all of the things that make a Muso game like mindless fun, but then adds. It feels like a Persona game with Muso elements rather than a Muso game with Persona with a Persona skin on it, and I think that's the best compliment that I can say about it. Can I ask some questions as a Persona sure. fan? How does it feel not having the social links and like the time and day and like the activities and stuff? Because that feels like a pretty central concept to Persona since Persona 3. Yeah, that it definitely is missing. Like, because the the time only advances when you like progress through the story. So like really like you can kind of like, depending on how long it takes you to get through um, one of like the, the areas in like in the in the cognitive world like you could be on the same day for like for hours and like it's not time is not progressing until you reach specific story points and that Uh. and i would say the social stuff is probably the biggest thing that is like the biggest thing that it's lacking um Mm -hmm. because like i mean the fact that i can't romance any of these characters again is really really unfortunate it's something like and just like even getting to like do stuff and like getting like the bonds to grow because like you have only like your bond is with everyone and the way that you progress that is honestly just by it's mostly just by story progression so like as Mm. things happen in the like throughout the story your bond will increase and as your bond levels up you then like get points to put into like different uh like into a skill tree essentially where it's like, oh, if I put like this this amount of points, then all my characters will have more HP at the beginning of every fight or stuff like that. Um, okay. And so it's it is definitely lacking not being able to do like the activities or um, not being able to build up the confidants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would also say all of the side stuff is really lacking as well because like the requests are very much like busy work just grind here's how you get more xp to grind stuff like your requests are like oh go to this area and kill these types of enemies with this character and you have to kill like 20 pixies as makoto or something like that uh there are some that are there's some that are specific to 
to characters where it's like, oh, go into the the real world and find like this item. But it's it really is like kind of it 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 is lacking compared to a normal Persona game, uh, or at least Persona Five. I haven't played any of the others, so all Didn't of that stuff 4? is. I did, but I just uh, that's a commitment, and this was yeah, it, it was the same case. It was the same case with Strikers, where it's like the first with strikers at least it was like the first like six hours is all tutorial stuff and so it's like you have to kind of get over that hump and i was reaching that point with persona 4 where it was like just trying to introduce you to every like all the Mm. things and kind of like well you every five minutes it's a new thing that it's introducing you and it's it halts everything to do it and so i will get to persona 4 i'm honestly kind of holding out hope that they bring it to something that is not pc just because i haven't really been playing anything on my pc that's right yeah yeah i i'm holding out hope that they at some point will bring it somewhere else um preferably the switch but you know i still think there will be a ps4 version i don't think there will be a switch version uh they've never had a persona game well that's not true persona q has been on nintendo but that's about it and strikers as well as well oh i guess strikers is on there too um, yeah. I just feel like they like it makes no sense for them just to release Strikers and not mm-hmm. really release the vanilla Persona or Royal. Yeah, that's it's very weird. This is kind of a, a shot in the dark, but playing through the game, are there any hints that narrative wise the game is leading up, building up to a future title, be it a main series game or a spinoff? Or do you get the sense that like, oh, this is kind of going to wrap up in a pretty neat bow. This is very much trying to be a self-contained story and not setting anything else up. It does feel like it's going to be self-contained. Obviously, I can't know until till you get to the end. wrapping on it, but like again, it feel like cuz Persona 5 felt like a self-contained story on its mm. own and it's again hitting a lot of the same sort of beats that Persona 5 did. Not to go into any more detail than that, but it is like, I mean, again, who knows? But when I get to the end of it, but right now it feels like, it feels like I'm kind of like I'm reaching like the the tipping point before the the conclusion. So sure, yeah. With without um, spoilers, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Has a certain a detective showed up yet? Um, no, there hasn't. No, Mo- pretty much. It's mostly like the characters that really like show up from original persona five are mostly just the the core phantom thieves Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of just like a bunch of new characters but the new characters are very are very good like they they don't feel out of place like they feel like they fit right into this this world and this dynamic this world makes it's so weird because persona five royal ended with a strand open and this doesn't yeah sequel to persona 5 royal it sequels yeah, to persona 5 it's weird wait a minute a strand open is that a i feel like you might have spoiled something there that stranding is in i yeah. I, I don't norman even know Reedish, what well, I, I don't just showed up yeah. it's okay though because i don't even know what that means uh but jumping like, off of this yeah uh, unknowable strand and kind of my question earlier like do you think that come persona six we're going to completely flip the script and switch over to a completely new cast as has been i would the kind of so. serious tradition yeah. or, or do you think that like we are never going to see another hurrah with the phantom thieves 
I I don't know because like I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, but like Persona Five is has been the most popular Persona game. Yeah, there's no question Persona Five has been the most popular. Although I will say, um like three wasn't that well like well known. Um, four mm-hmm. is really what kicked the series off on Vita. And I think that's where everybody heard Persona 5, like, or Persona 4 Golden, and, and really made, started to make the Persona game. That's what built the Hiver, the pitch, like the fever pitch for Persona 5 when that came out. And that that's mm-hmm. like, it is the biggest Persona game. There's no question about that. But Persona 4 was supported by a dancing sequel, two fighting game sequels, or spinoffs, sorry, a dancing spinoff, two fighting game spinoffs. Yeah. Um, featured in the Persona Q series uh, for twice. Hmm. Um, so I could see them continuing spinoffs or doing something like Final Fantasy does, where it's hmm. like a Persona 5 2. Yeah, I could I could see it with Royal, especially because Royal really left left some things open to potentially having, again, an, another like a thread left open that could be continued and so i think that would be it's so messy though i don't want to harp on this for too long but you've got a canon line which apparently royal isn't canon uh the main vanilla's canon persona 5 vanilla's canon not royal's canon and now you've got the spinoff which has continued the story of roy or of vanilla so I don't know where they go from here. And yeah. my guess is, and if you want to make it really cool, you have Persona 5 too, and it's aware that there's two different timelines. Oh, that would And it be finds a way cool. to bend them into one, like combine the timelines or make them make sense. I think, yeah, that would be really cool, especially because the characters in Persona 5 Royal were some of the best characters in Persona 5. And yeah. then... Some of the char- like the the main two like new characters and strikers uh, are also really cool, and it'd be really cool to kind of have like everyone come together, kind of like a, almost yeah, like almost like this like sort of metaverse multiverse type thing. That because there are a few characters. I mean, at least Igor is a character who kind of shows up in. He's at least in four, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. He's in three. Yes. He's in every persona. Okay, so yeah. there He's is been kind in of every persona. Thru- so there is that through line character that could they could like have this thing of like, oh, he's the one who brings them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be very cool. I I hope that we see more in the Persona Five world, just because it's so cool, it's so stylized, and even with Strikers, you still get all of that style. The music is still awesome. You get some remixes of um, of previous Persona 5 songs, but then you also get new songs that are just as good. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to continue being in this world, and I really hope that Atlas does do more stuff with it. Uh, Robbie Rob plays in the chat, says, if you want a less messy game, give Yakuza a try. Robbie Rob was talking to me about this yesterday. I'm totally in agreement with him. Like I I, I totally not in agreement about it being less messy or greater or superior or inferior than Persona, but like in that the Yakuza series is worth checking out. I'm going to check it out at some point, but no need to start (laughs) flinging shade. Wait, what's (laughs) messy about Persona or are we just talking the continuity? 
I, I don't I think know. He, I think he's implying continu- continuity there. Yeah. Because uh, then he follows up with, you have a choice to start with zero or seven as good starting point in the Yakuza series. Um, well, then I, me, I played the first four hours of Yakuza Zero and enjoyed my time with it. I just never got back to it. But I might now that I have an Xbox because I believe they're all on Game Pass. Yep, are you they say all are, and they're still I, getting added. I will say the nice thing about Persona games is that you can start fresh with every single Persona. Like, every single yep. Persona is a brand new start with new characters, just like Final Fantasy. So it's not really messy. You pick up with a new like a new it's just messy because of what they did with these timelines yeah so yeah yeah but i know it absolutely. was because yeah i know it was because like five as soon as five finished development they started working on strikers and then after strikers came out in japan then royal had come out it was like this whole like weird convoluted thing of like royal came out in japan uh and then and then it came out in the in the west it, and then now finally has strikers has come out in the west it's like this really weird convoluted of like when atlas prime started working on royal versus when koei tecmo started working on strikers and how they like didn't really they didn't like communicate with like trying to make them like make like the through line and just like had it be the sequel to five instead of royal it's weird and convoluted that aspect but i mean the games themselves are definitely not convoluted Mm mm-hmm that's just a weird glitch that from the multiple games. Yeah. Um, but I think it sounds like enough persona for now. I'm sure we'll get an update next week on the ending. Yes, I will. I yes. will talk about how I ball my eyes out. Probably. Good. We'll see. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'd put money on it personally. Uh, cozy. What have you been up to? You haven't spoken much. Uh, I have been busy playing a little game by the name of ReZero, The Prophecy of the Throne. So, ReZero, The Prophecy of the Throne, is a Japanese visual novel. Um, I've talked about ReZero, the anime that it's based off in the past. Uh, Mm, I won't uh, belabor the details of what it's about uh, too deeply. Uh, All you need to know is that it's an isekai anime, so it's about a boy from modern day Japan, who you can see on the left side of the screen, uh, who gets transported to a magical fantasy world. He befriends a gallery of weird misfit characters, including a half-elf priestess who is basically uh, part of a small group of other priestesses who are on a short list to become potentially the next ruler of the kingdom that they are part of. And basically this game takes the third arc of the anime and remixes certain events and introduces a variety of new factors to slowly but gradually turn it into a completely different story. Um, I've talked about in the past about how I have, you know, struggled to find enjoyment out of the anime games. Uh, Back in the day on the Vita, I purchased Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. And while I logged literally hundreds of hours into that game and had a great time with it because it offered up a anime experience that was more than just a standard visual novel um, or like a kind of like 3D fighting game, like what we get with things like My Hero Academia, Once Justice, for example, I did find most aspects of the game lacking everywhere from its story, which was just pretty piss poor, to the excessive amount of fan service, to the translation, to yada, yada, yada. Um, This game, ReZero Prophecy of the Throne, um, 
as mentioned above, is not the most groundbreaking anime game in that it is a visual novel like so many others. However, what is really significant about it is, at least so far, based on my playthrough, how unbelievably faithful it is to the tone and characters and writing and just overall level of quality uh, of it uh, with regards to it compared to the original source material. Um, to, to like to bring it out of the realm of just anime for a second, like we on this podcast have all played um, licensed games in the past that take characters and worlds and stories that we're all familiar with and, you know, try and condense them down into video game interactive forms. And oftentimes, I'm sure that we've all come away somewhat disappointed. We feel like, oh, man, it feels like they brought on the B team, even when said game specifically advertises like, oh, man, we brought along famed uh, comic writer Mark Millar. I don't know if Mark Millar has actually helped on a video game. I'm just saying like hypothetically, even in those sorts of instances, like uh, more often than not. Uh, licensed video games tend to kind of fall short and feel like they're just sort of like a ghost of the original. Uh, but for whatever reason, not with this game. This game, it really feels like they brought the A-team and they used that A-team's talents to craft a story that, while not canon, because again, it is a remix of the canon material, still feels meaningful and exciting and uh, something that I am dying to kind of get back to and continue to sink my teeth into. Um now, I will all say, however, that everything that I said uh, about ReZero Prophecy of the Throne carries a bit of an asterisk to it. And it's that there are very brief segments throughout the game where the game switches from a visual novel style experience to basically a strategy game light experience. Um, right now, if you're watching uh, the YouTube or Twitch version of the podcast, uh, you can see the main character, whose name is Subaru, kind of walking around a 3D sort of Fire Emblem-esque environment uh, and basically collecting clues, uh, investigating objects of interest and using the information around him to basically overcome various magical obstacles. It's... This whole mode feels like somebody was like, hey, we need to make this particular part of the game that's not the visual novel segment that, you know, provides players with a little bit more action as passable as possible. And they really took the word passable to heart. It is perfectly fine. It's perfectly functional. It, it does its purpose, but it's it does not hold a candle to like a legitimate strategy game. And to be perfectly honest while part of me does appreciate having it just because it adds a little bit more meat to the experience beyond the visual novel segments, I think the game would have been better straight up without it. Also, the, the 3D models in this segment, as you can see, are not that great. Yeah, what, I, what I'm looking at here, it just it looks like the the lobby area in Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, like <laughs> yeah, all those... that's probably right, actually. Yeah, it's and it's and it's a weird turn-based thing, I guess, right? Yeah, basically the idea is that like you can only move as far as like this uh, gauge will allow you to move, uh, or until you like interact with an object or person. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, um, I, I don't necessarily love to give games numeric scores, uh, but if I had to give this game a numeric score, at least so far, I would give it 
about, I would say, a 7.8. And like there are there are many games in the past, I'm sure we've all awarded a 7.8 to that we have done so dejectedly. Like, oh man, it's too bad that this game is a 7.8. But this is, you know, coming off of so many mediocre anime experiences in the past, I would say a very happy 7.8. A, oh man, I expected this game to be whatever. And it really kind of took me by surprise. Uh, but it still has some issues that prevent me from scoring it higher. 7.8. Okay. What? What how do how do you get so specific? Like what makes it a seven point eight for you and not just like a blanket seven or even an eight? I feel like I don't want to give it outright an eight because I feel like like again, the the, the current uh like uh, top down like strategy game stuff that you see on screen is just it's just not quite polished enough for me to be like, yeah, wholeheartedly across the board the game is an eight. Um, I don't want to give it a 7.9, though, because I feel like 9 is kind of a harsh number. So I give it a 7.8 because 8, or at least 0.8 in this case, is a nice rounded number. Too much Fair water. Enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking of that game when I awarded it a 7.8. I was actually thinking more of like Mario Kart Double Dash. But oh, yes. again, I... I, 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 I think in that game, game's case as well, if it had been given a 7.8 and not a 7.9, people would not have been as upset because they think nines just really put people on edge. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and so really quick before uh, we move on to our topic of the show, uh, Alex, you also played a game from before you were born. Yes. So, as some of you might be aware, when whoever, you know, for some reason listened to this podcast when we first started, I wouldn't shut the fuck up about Doom and Doom Eternal, being very excited about it. And Coming so, up on a, a full year since Doom Eternal. Yeah, it's it's it Isn't that days, today? actually. Uh, was it the Didn't 17th? come out on I the 17th? I thought it was I like it was the 20th the or something. Oh, yes, it was, tw- it was March 20th, yeah, because that's when Animal Crossing came out. So, three days. Oh, okay. Animal Crossing uh, anniversaries in a few days. Yes. Gotcha. Um, but either way, uh, Doom Eternal was one of my favorite games. Uh, and so with the Bethesda deal going through and Microsoft talking about, uh, or Xbox talking about all the, the new games coming to Game Pass, though this game was already on Game Pass, I decided to play the 1993 Doom on my Series X. And that game is fucking awesome it is really good and Uh it's still really good it took me a little bit to get used to the fact that you cannot aim up like you are just on one plane and you can you can move you move in the 3d space but you you can't look up so if you're if an enemy is like on a weird ledge as long as you are pointing your gun at them you will still be able to shoot them that took a little bit to get adjusted to but I'm having a blast with it. It's a lot of fun, just like how fast that game is. And is really interesting because it, it really shows just how true to form the the new games are. And I, I've been really digging it. Um, I'm probably going to try and get through the whole thing because I've been really like enjoying just like loading up a level um, every now and then. I've been It's been kind of my, my secondary game that I've been playing whenever I uh, load up my Series X. Uh, the music is fantastic. It's still really, really good. Um, yeah, just, I mean, it, there's a reason why it was as highly regarded as it was when it came out. 
and the reason why it's probably Bethesda's best franchise that they have and one of the biggest IPs that Xbox now owns from the Bethesda deal. At least I personally think so. I know that Elder Scrolls and Fallout are probably bigger, but I think quality-wise, Doom is like is on another level. Would you believe I played this when it came out? Uh, yes. Yeah, I could. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget to get the BFG if you don't have the BFG. I have not yeah. gotten. I have not gotten it yet. Um, have you? Mm-hmm. Have you considered playing Doom sixty four yet? I here's the thing: is I've got at least Doom and Doom two downloaded, but I probably at least will. I will at least give it a try because I also because when I bought Doom Eternal last year on Steam, they just threw in Doom sixty four as like a as a gimme. Um, yeah. So. I probably will try it. I doubt I will complete it, but you know, we'll see. It could it, maybe it might surprise me. Yeah, may, maybe the rock is in that. Who can oh, say? Yeah. Who mm. can say? I don't think he's in it, is he? Yeah, Doom not Doom 93? Absolutely. No, Doom 64. No, he wouldn't be. Maybe. In. I mean, canonically, canonically the rock is a Doom guy. Yeah. Canonically, that's how yeah. it works. Yes. All right, and with that, I think it's time for us to move on to the topic of the show. How's that sound? Before we do that, do you think that we yeah. should uh, touch in for just a quick second on what Mitch has been up to? I guess so. Yeah, uh, I, gu- I, I guess I, I, so. None of us want to give him just a single moment of our time. It's but been so. It's been so nice being able to get a word out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He does talk a lot. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we are obliged to say all the same that Mitch recently did an unboxing of some Pokemon cards over on the PressYZ YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash PressYZ. Uh, so you should go and give that a look-see if you are so inclined. Will he get some holographic cards? You'll have to tune in to find out. Is there something special about this box? Can somebody fill me in about what's going on with it? Yeah, it just sort of appeared on our YouTube channel. I don't remember hearing anything about it. Yeah. Like, is it a special (gasps) box of Pokemon cards? Oh, wow. Look at how huge that card is. I don't know. I don't think that's legal. Oh, that's a that's regulation. Yeah, I mean, if all the cards that everybody's playing with are legal, then it's legal. My kid Hmm. has really large cards. That come with some of the packs they get that they can't use. I had to Google it because they told me they could use it, and I was like, "Nope." I got, I got kind of back into Pokemon cards like two years ago or something like in 2019, I think, and I bought like a whole thing, a whole starter deck thing that came with a giant Mewtwo card. It was something. Are you a millionaire now? Because have you sold all those Pokemon cards? I I am not a millionaire and I have not sold those cards, so I'm considering it. No. Okay. Um, when are when are we gonna become a uh, Pokemon? I mean, we've already we've dipped our toes in it, but when are we gonna become a unboxing channel just for Pokemon cards? I mean, we're on our uh, way there. Mitch took the yeah. first step for us. Yeah, he did, and I'm I guess when they finally should should one day they eventually come to Canada, those McDonald's ones, then maybe. Yeah, Maybe we'll, we'll jump right on the trend one day. Absolutely. Our, one day our our podcast will actually be popular. Alex, <laughs> is yeah. there any value to these? 
I mean, yeah. This is the I, first box. I don't, I don't know of, what it is. This is the original um, Pokemon trading cards when they came out the very first batch. Uh, I mean, actually, no, there's no value to them, but I will gladly take them off your hands. Oh, if they're I mean, if they're unopened, they might actually have some decent value, but I don't know. That that box looks a little damaged. Oh, no, it's super. It looks as damaged as my Xbox Series Xbox that came from Amazon. Cards are in good condition, though. I still, to this day, have a binder with my entire Pokemon card collection. For a very long period of time, I wanted to... Like, I have no interest in playing the game competitively. I just want to get one card for every species. And there are, are like, spreadsheets buried deep within my Google Drive of, like, all the Pokemon cards I'm missing. And one day, I will eventually kind of get back to that. The thing is, is that, like, it would be incredibly easy for me to just go online to, like, a Pokemon card retailer site and just, you know... Per- select all the cards I need and just purchase them directly like that. It's more fun for me personally to go to like a Montreal Comic Con, for example, and like see if any of the mm. card vendors there have like a cheap version of the card that I have. Like the spontaneity uh, of getting them that way is more appealing to me. Um, but obviously, that's not something you can do right now. What with the coronavirus taking its toll. Yeah, that's a shame. Well, th- uh, I guess thanks thanks for that, Mitch. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> Figuring out a way to get into a podcast that you're not part of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. F- weaseled his way in here. I don't know how he does it. Because um, we just miss him so much. We do. We really do. That, that's that's the honest-to-goodness truth. We're, we're lucky to have him take over these hosting responsibilities and actually enjoy it, so um yeah all right uh can we actually move to our topic of the show now 100 yeah i'm ready for it absolutely all right so this week we're gonna do a bit of a round table on sort it was pitched to me as our guilty pleasures and so me who is a man of very little shame uh had a very very hard time trying to come up with any like true guilty pleasures um i may have thought of one on this uh this very podcast uh by bringing up my my somewhat love for the connect there which we which i spoke about earlier mm-hmm. so mm. yeah i'm going to i'm just going to go ahead and open open it up to you guys um I'll, let, let's let's start with uh cozy how about you uh so this is a game that I've brought up many a times, and I, I do think it is legitimately of a high level of quality, unlike perhaps some of the other games that we'll bring up later on in this conversation. Uh, but all the same, uh, it's a little game by the name of Cookie Clicker. Uh, it's quite simple. You click on the cookie and you get all sorts of sweet cookies that you can spend to earn more things that will eventually get you more cookies. Um I, 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 I've said this in the past when I brought up this game, but y'all really need to get on this game because it is you, quite the experience. Do you have the dunking in milk achievement? I do, yes. Um, okay. Hold on a second. Just wanted to make sure. I, I currently uh, have my own like copy of Cookie Clicker uh, pulled up. The, the thing is, is that uh, the 
creator of Cookie Clicker or Tail continues to uh, update the game on all sorts of new expansions, you know, in quotation marks and various other upgrades and whatnot. So it's a little bit hard to keep track of all this stuff. Uh, but yes, I'm pretty certain that I got that because it's one of the easier expansions, not expansions, one of the easier achievements that you can get your hand on. And yeah. Nathan, Alex, do either of you have any knowledge and or interest in this game? I've uh, just downloaded it and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm clicking a cookie a lot. I played yep. Cookie Clicker when it like, I, when, I remember when it like first was, like became like a thing and I played it for a little bit. Um, and I th- by a little bit, I meant like I had like three days where it was like on and I was like actively participating in it and probably had it on for a little bit more before I just kind of was like, ah, I don't really care about this anymore. Um, and yeah, it it was fun. It was, I had it in my browser initially. I wish that I, it was something like that. I wish like I had it on my phone when it, cause I think when I first played it, I don't know if there was a, an app for it, but I was playing like the browser version of it. There um, is a there is a version for Android right now. Uh according okay. to the creator, an iOS version is on the way, but obviously not as fast. Okay. okay oh, I'm playing then, the Android yeah. version right now. Yeah. Like it's it's fun and honestly is satisfying when you're like building up to like that the next milestone, the next milestone. But after a while, like when it got to like, you know, you have like, I mean, on the screen right now, you have like two 24.085 quintillion cookies. It's like, once you get to like that much, it kind of loses any, any significance to me. Once it gets to like that unquantifiable number, it just is like, I, I, to me, I'm like, it doesn't, it kind of loses the appeal. I mean, I I still find that there's a lot of appeal to it, even at this stage, because there's always going to be new upgrades and cookies for you to buy that increase your cookie output. And all of these upgrades and cookies have oh so interesting flavor texts attached to them. I'm just going to read one right here. This is for cashew cookies, which increases your cookie production multiplier by plus 2%. Let me tell you about cashews. Cashews are not nuts, but seeds that grow out of curious red or yellow fruits, which can be eaten on their own or made into drinks. The shell around the nut itself contains a nasty substance that stains and irritates the hands of whoever handles it for too long. That's okay, since now that you've read this, you'll make sure it doesn't get in the cookies. Oh, you've already eaten how many? Okay, then. I'm a huge Mm. fan of that stuff. Okay, so question cookie clicker is a game um where where really the the sole purpose is to make the numbers go up right i mean what sets yes what sets cookie clicker apart from say meatspin.com um where you just don't watching go- the numbers don't, go up. Don't the, Google that, the, by the way. The answer to that question, AJ, is, of course, there's no flavor text on meatspin.com. There's also no interactivity. There's, there's meat, but if you want to make your meat extra savory, you need to add some flavor to the meat. And meatspin doesn't have that flavor. I mean, it's got the song playing in the background. Yeah, but... You spin me right but, round, baby, right as it's spinning around. I mean, I I know that there have been some studies that have shown that cows that listen to music produce like better milk or better meat. So, I mean, that might help, 
but you still need to, you know, spice it up a little bit, even after the cows have produced their prized meat and milk IMO. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think meat spins a little low resolution and cookie clicker looks like it uses a very high detail on its cookie clicking. So cookie clicker that's also visually a little more visually appealing. Thing number two that sets the two apart, cookie clicker has a Patreon, and every single person on the cookie oh. clicker Patreon actually increases the like uh, effectiveness of everybody <laughs> else's cookie output that plays cookie clicker. Nathan, what are you guilty for? I guess, like, I have a mobile game thing, too. Like, uh, the game Wordscapes. I think I was talking about this a few weeks ago. I've played over 2,000 levels of Wordscapes. I'm on, like, 2,050 yeah. right now of it. Um, and it's more than that, like, that I've played. Because I pretty much play the daily puzzle every day for, like, the past year and a half. Hmm. So... Um, I don't know. I just like the Wordscapes game. Also, this new golf game that you got me into is addicting. The one that you brought it, up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a little addicting. The uh, golf battle one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I think, what, I, like every morning I get a notification that just says, Nathan is online. You should challenge him to a battle. Yeah. We haven't battled yet, but... We um, should try battling. Yeah, we should do that at some point. That would be that would be entertaining for sure. So um, but I think my like when we come to I guess it depends what you classify as guilty pleasures. But for me at this point, I feel like Animal Crossing has become a guilty pleasure. Uh, At least for me, Uh, like I like it, but I've got 700 hours into it, which is. Yeah, that is that is that a guilty pleasure? Is that a guilty problem at that point? (laughs) Um, it's not as many hours now as it used to be. It, it was mm-hmm. very top heavy when it came out in the first few months. Yeah. I put most of those hours on. Um, yeah. So definitely it's not the same that it has been. Um, so I guess it's just a matter of uh, what, but I, what I am going to say my guilty pleasure is, is point and click adventures, no matter how bad they are. Mm. I love point and click adventures um mm-hmm. i brought it up that i platinum leisure suit larry um because Ooh. it's a point and click adventure and that is very much i believe a guilty pleasure game what especially um, as sorry go ahead so it like you saying that you play adventure games no matter how bad they are like what would you say is the worst that you've ever played oh i can't even remember the name of it. i played some really bad point and click adventures um, there was a long period of time where we just weren't getting point-and-click adventure games. And when they came out, you just played what you got. It was very not in vogue until Telltale came back with the Sam and Max series. Mm. And started to bring them back into relevance. Um, there was a game called Randall's Monday, which I liked. I got a review code for it. And I don't think it's a great game, but I liked playing it. But it's mm. kind of like Groundhog Day where Randall keeps living Monday over and over and over again. And Monday is kind of different every time, Hmm. Um, which is kind of fun. Also, it's part of the view askew universe because Jay and Silent Bob are in it. Oh, right. Because it's, yeah, Randall. But it's not, it's not that Randall. What? It's a different Randall. 
I, um, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> um, are you so not familiar it, with the whole concept of like the view in universe? No, not that one. It, it's yeah, like the Kevin Smith cinematic universe of movies. It's like clerks, yes. clerks, uh, small rats, okay. small dogma. Rats. Yeah. Uh, chasing Amy. One of my favorite films ever made. Um, so yeah, so like I, no matter how bad it is, like Leisure Suit Larry, as bad as I think some, I, it got really poor reviews, and I don't know whether that's content based or I actually thought the adventure game aspects of it were all right, and I thought as much as Larry is, he's almost like that lovable loser where he never quite makes it, and he wants to be that pervert, but he never is that pervert because he never quite gets to be that to that level. Um, but there's something endearing about it. And I don't know. Um, it's, uh, like if there's a bad point and click adventure game, I'll still play it because I just love old school point and click adventure games. They're a good time. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I, I had to, to look it up, uh, cause you mentioned, uh, like a, like a cinematic universe or anything like that. But are, are you guys familiar with the Tommy Westfall, uh, theory no 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 so there was a show way back in the day called saint elsewhere where it's a hospital show and it's basically where uh howie mandel got his start right and so the tommy westfall theory is the last episode of the show basically implied that the entirety of the show Mm -hmm. itself was actually just a story being told within the mind of an autistic child. Yep. So it does it doesn't actually exist. But some characters and among, among you know some characters and some really strange in-universe product placement and things like that have appeared in other forms of media. And hmm. There's it's there's a whole thing. I'm gonna put a I guess a if you if you just look up Tommy Westfall uh theory just look it up. It's W E S T P H A L L. Um But yeah, it basically implies that the entirety of television is actually all contained within the mind of because of cameos, because of other links and stuff like that it's everything is contained within the the mind of this child and he's made it all up it's absolutely fascinating how that sort of happened because there's been a ton of cameos from saint elsewhere i actually i didn't know that's what it was called but i was aware that there was a branching path of universe from saint elsewhere a theory of it um because and i think scrubs is in this too because all four of those doctors cameoed on scrubs i'm currently um, right now looking at a map that is uh, connecting everything via the tommy westfall theory and apparently like the Green Hornet, the Monkeys TV show, the Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the original Mission Impossible TV show, like <laughs> there are so many random TV shows that apparently are all connected as a result of this weird ass theory. Oh, look at that! The X Files, the King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is truly wild. 
Yeah, it's it's fascinating. What just just like the the weird, you know, uh, conspiracy theory pin board sort of idea of it. But it, it's really interesting to see just how like all of them link together. We should start a podcast about this. I, hmm. I bet there's already a few of them. And oh, I bet wow. they some of them actually exist within the universe of. <laughs> mm. Oh man! Mm. Oh, just went down a level. Is the yeah. MCU part of the Tommy Wessel universe? That's what I. Yeah, uh, there's a actually a Polygon uh, article about it. Yeah, I'm just looking at this now. The, In fact, it is part of it. Yep. Oh yes, because of homicide life on the streets. Yep, that's all it takes. Yeah, one little thing that a lot of people probably haven't heard of. Also, Arrested Development's in it too. Yep, mm. I, I'm looking online right now. It doesn't seem like there are like any specific podcasts devoted entirely to the Tommy Westfall like conspiracy theory, but there are like you know individual episodes of other podcasts that have been devoted to it. So, so you're saying the market is ripe. For us to start our podcast for it, I think we watch every episode of every on show. Press YYZ, on the Press YYZ Podcast Network, the Tommy Westfall recap, recap or something. I don't know where. How we can every every. Oh my god! Can you imagine if Kind of Funny did Tommy Westfall <laughs> universe in review? That oh, would be amazing. <laughs> there would well, they're going to run out of things soon. Yeah, they're going to run out of things, so they're going to need that. They're going to need it for sure. I feel like we've gotten uh, a little bit off track, but I don't that, know with yeah. certainty. I, I think we need the I mean, opinion of the host of the show to let us know. Obsessing over the Tommy Westfall uh, universe is probably somebody's guilty pleasure out there. Yeah, I um, think that's fair. Yeah. So I think it kind of fits, but yeah, no, let, let, let's move on to something else or not something else, but another guilty pleasure here. Uh, Alex, what are you guilty of? Oh, I've got a couple that I've been thinking about. There's one that's like, there's one that when we first sexy. Oh, it is. It definitely is. When we when we present when we presented this idea of like, oh, this is what our talk of the show is going to be. I immediately knew what my answer was. Mm -hmm. And cozy, don't Google this. Okay, you might already know this game, but it's Honey Pop. Honey Pop is awesome. I, it's a match. Fucks a honey pot. Not only do I know of it, I'm pretty sure I put it on my fantasy critic draft league, and I think that I tried to remove it. But by the time that I put in the <laughs> notice to remove it, it said that I couldn't remove it anymore because it was too close. Oh, it's honey pop. It's a match three dating simulator game. Ooh, and it's it's really fun. Like it's it's so yeah. It's essentially like it's bejeweled, but with like with anime women and um it's very tongue-in-cheek with its humor like it's very self-aware that it's like it knows what it is and it's kind of like in some ways making fun of you for playing it in a in a very like yeah tongue-in-cheek kind of way um they just actually released the sequel to it this year um called honey pop 2 double date uh as soon as it goes (laughs) i don't want to buy it on steam because i don't want all my steam both real life and people i know on over the internet to know that i've played this game i mean i have like 14 hours in the original game but 
Oh, okay. what did you, you play just... it on? Uh, I play. I did play it on Steam, but this was before. It was before Wah. I had. What I, is I, she doing? I, I scrubbed through the trailer ahead of time. It's on YouTube. There's nothing objectionable wow. in this. Wow. I'm least. just gonna mm-hmm. say this game did get banned off Twitch, or at least the first one did. I probably should have okay. prefaced that. Yeah, uh, maybe I don't a good know. Idea. I don't know if the trailer's okay, but we're we're again. We're on it's s- it's on Whoa. YouTube, and it's like it's not from like a no name account. So like I'd have to imagine that it's probably acceptable. Probably. Uh, I mean, okay. You know what? You're <laughs> well, look, the- hold on a second. <laughs> Revamp systems, economy, something, something. See, yeah, isn't that oh, totally one of, normal? The economy. One of, yeah. One of the things that I I really like because it's not just a regular match three but it's like it takes into account like what the girl's personality is and you have to like match specific like you have to match like there's like some girls will like the the red icons and so you have to like try and specifically try and match those to build them the meter up more because they they like that thing more than other ones like okay so like i'm i'm seeing music notes in one of them so that that implies the the girl likes music yeah and okay yeah. So, so, so yeah, that that chick. Oh, I like the goth. One. <laughs> uh, huh. Okay. I, I will say this: the cast of girls that they have uh, in this game is more diverse than I think I initially thought. Wow. It would be. <laughs> huh. Well, okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's a. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get banned from for Twitch. the audio listeners. For, yeah, for the audio listeners, you're just gonna have to tune into the video. Pull your car over and just just open up the YouTube video. Skip, scrub ahead to this point and just enjoy. Hell I feel yeah, like we I should guess. clip this for YouTube and put it on Twitter. Mitch is gonna come back to not having a podcast anymore. <laughs> Mitch is uh, yep. downloading this game right now. This seems right up his alley. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so oh. Honey Pop. Um that's very very good. That's That's there's, the guiltiest pleasure I've heard here so far. <laughs> yeah, there was um there's actually a spin-off game. It sucks, but there was a spin-off game where you basically run you run like it's like a management game where you like have like you're basically you're kind of the sugar daddy to a bunch of girls who go on. Make Is this honey essentially cam? they're ma- yeah, they're essentially they're like they're making like their own like, you know, my free cams type thing. And you have to like you have to like monetize them and you have to like, you know, it's like, oh, get these two people working while this one sleeps and this one needs cigarettes. So you have to get her cigarettes. And then it's it's I wish it was better because oh, I like so those like, management style games. But it's like a football manager, but I, but for pornography. Yes, I feel like. I feel like I read a Kotaku article about this game. Is like is like a major component of the game like involving cocaine or something? Like you have to use um, <laughs> illicit I think it's drugs. Cigarettes. To... Okay. I think it's it's cigarettes. You have to like get because like the cigarettes will like will uh their like their energy will come back because of it. Hmm. Um, so you have to like use that and caffeine to like to like boost them up so that they like put on better shows. It's again, I wish the game was better because I like these management style games, but right. unfortunately it's not. So I just have to stick to just like the the match threes, which are well, I haven't played the second one, but it's got high reviews on Steam and the first one pretty damn good. Can you only so, get them on Steam? Can I play this on Switch? Uh unfortunately, I don't think they're on Switch. They are on GOG, 
but obviously that's still a uh, that's still PC. I don't think if they're available anywhere else. If you got like uh, if you got like a controller or something for your uh, phone, you could theoretically uh, you download it on Steam and then put it yes Steam uh, link it just straight Steam link it to to your phone. That's mm. that would be an option if you need it. Yeah, but it seems urgent. like it would be a good fit on Switch. Would yeah, I'm surprised it isn't at this point. Yeah, and Nintendo like Sony seems to be censoring the content, not Nintendo. Nintendo's like. Show me your boobies and titties galore. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they still Nintendo probably have a lot of money to make up for from the launch of the Wii U. So Yeah, so Nintendo supports anime titties. Hell yeah. Uh, earlier, Alex, <laughs> you mentioned that yeah. the game was banned from Twitch. I actually have pulled up right in front of me a list uh, on the official like Twitch uh, help website of all of the prohibitive ga- prohibited games from the platform that don't carry an adults-only rating. Want me to go through and read a couple of these? Sure. Oh, they sound like it. they'd be uh, guilty pleasures, so yes. All right. Number one, 3DX chat. Number two, Artificial Girl <laughs> 1, 2, and 3. Uh, number oh, three, damn, they banned the whole trilogy. Artificial Academy 1 <laughs> and 2. Uh, <laughs> battle Rape. Uh, oh, uh, oh, here we go. Whoa. A classic, uh, BMX <laughs> XXX. Uh, That's actually Cobra a quality... Club quality game i just want to say oh my god bmxxx Uh, is a good good biking game with terrible terrible other stuff yeah Uh, cobra club uh criminal girls Ooh, i have that for vita oh yeah that's right uh uh see now the further we go the less funny (laughs) this list gets uh (laughs) dramatical some some are some are worse than others yeah some are very bad yeah i uh, as yeah. as you mentioned earlier honey cam studio and honey pop one and two are both on this list uh as but two's is, not out yet and it's already banned no it is out yeah it came, oh, out, it? Uh, it came out like last month okay never mind then yeah porno <sighs> studio tycoon that sounds I, I, interesting I'm, from a logistics yeah, standpoint, actually... I'm actually really curious how some of these games get away without an adults-only rating, just reading some of the titles of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised Honey Pop doesn't have an adults-only rating. Though, to be yeah. fair, it's the game that you download off Steam, there's no nudity in it. You have to, down, you have to download yeah. a patch. You have, to download, you have to like go out of your way to download the nudity patch. Oh, there's nudity in it? Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, you have to, you have to like... You have to like mod it, but the mod is free on on their website. Oh, they give you. I the mean, mod. I I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. Have not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, cozy. Can you top that guilty pleasure? Uh, I have to do this again. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I don't know, man. I. I, I'm thinking back to like all the Kingdom Hearts games I've played and like there's no Kingdom Hearts game. I would say that I'm like, oh, man, I really like I I really kind of regret that. That was really a guilty pleasure for me. Even the the mobile games like those games actually were what introduced me to Discord. I would kind of coordinate raids with people on the platform. So I'm, I'm grateful to them for doing that. Um, so I turned to the Pokemon games and. 
Uh, see, the problem is, is that I never, I don't feel like I ever got into any of, like, the derpy Pokemon spinoff games. Like, I never played Hey You Pikachu. I never played, like, Pokemon Channel. I I did when I was a kid, Hey You Pikachu. That was, that, that was all right. Another implementation of a microphone that when it worked, it was cool. When it worked. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Uh, give me a sec. Can you? Yeah, absolutely. Nathan. Guilt um me. Uh, uh <laughs> I feel like I said a few off the start and blew my water early. Um I blew my water after Alex's explanation. <laughs> um Huh. I um, do have another one if uh Let's let Alex go. Yeah, yeah. go do it again. Go I'm for a very, it. I, I, it's not going to top. It's not going to okay. top my last one. You I will. I will say. Started the show with the showstopper. I see yeah. How it is. Um. I mean, it's one that I've talked about on the podcast a little bit, and I'm still playing it. It's League. I think mm-hmm. mostly oh, my guilty pleasure with it was how much fucking money I put into that game. I haven't spent a single dime on it since having picked it back up. But yeah, League but the, is still just like <laughs> the chance is still there. It is, and it's there. There are more monetization uh, points than ever. Like, and they really, they really, really, really try to, which is, uh, you know, not super fun. Um, but yeah, like it's it's still like it's a free to play MOBA game. So it's like kind of inherently, it's like unless you're in a community that like specifically plays it, like there's kind of this inherent just like, oh, I'm playing League again. I know it's not <laughs> I know it's not very good, but I can't stop. And every time who's he's in the he's in the chat right now, but every time I'm in the Discord and Rob is also there, he will be like, Oh, so I see you're playing uh you're on Summoner's Rift, you're playing uh you're playing Jin and you're twenty minutes in and I'm like, Yep, yeah, I am. Unfortunately Discord decides to broadcast it to everyone that I am playing this <laughs> game. So listen, so if if it gets too bad, we will intervene yeah you know for your sanity yeah we'll we'll see how far it goes but honestly for the most part the reason why i've kind of kept along with it is because it's downloaded on the computers at my work and so (laughs) so there there's like uh like at least once a week we have like at least three or four people playing uh playing league all not doing our jobs (laughs) Uh, yeah. so it, it's fun like that. And I, though I still do play it by myself, so I don't know. I don't even know how, where exactly it falls. On it's the... hard to kind of define what is a guilty pleasure game. Hmm. Uh, on the, ahead, I was just going to mention on the subject of like games being installed on like work computers. Um, back in the day, I would go to a, a summer camp at like a college located close to where I live and I remember installed on every single computer in the college was Jazz Jackrabbit. And Cliff oh, yes. Blazinski's original, I guess, debut game, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember I, this I, game. I was so young at the time that like I don't remember whether like I genuinely truly enjoyed it or I was just like happy to play a computer game in an environment where I wasn't really supposed to be playing computer games. I will say, um, so like in that game, you could enter in cheat codes. Like, for example, you could enter in, like, a god cheat code that would, you know, give you invincibility and a bunch of other powers and whatnot. And I remember, like, 
trying to enter in the cheat code myself, but not really understanding that like you need to, I guess, like enter in a certain button input beforehand, or maybe you have to go into like a console command menu console or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not understand that at the time. And I remember getting so frustrated, like, why can't I go into God mode? Um, so, yeah, not sure if I would call this necessarily a guilty pleasure, but I do remember that being a game that I definitely remember kind of like trying to enjoy more than I'd say I actually enjoyed it. Again, I don't know. For all I know, I could go back to Jack Jazz Jackrabbit today and be like, oh, man, this is actually like a really competent quality platformer. Uh, Way to go, Plinsky. Yeah. In uh, in my uh, high school, uh, we had so, some... There, there was some very obscure file path that you could go down and you could find... Uh, somewhere installed on the network and any computer in the the school would be able to run it but we would spend some classes especially those with a supply teacher just playing unreal tournament uh mm. the original mm. as an entire class on the lan it was <laughs> absolutely phenomenal to be able to to do that for sure um, and I did, I did kind of feel guilty about it at the time, if I really think about it. Yeah, the the high school I went to, unfortunately, did not have any like super secret video games hidden on their servers. So I, I, I I'm definitely envious that you were able to do that because that sounded like a lot of fun. We had a, absolutely. We had a game that was built into Q Basic, our computer learning program. And you could pick the angle and velocity that you threw a wrench, and you would try and hit another monkey with it. Huh. That was throwing things huh. at you. It was hmm. very much like a like one of Q Basics uh, backup games. I've got a question for you guys, and I might be aging myself out here. Yeah, um, okay. which I often do. Um, so do you guys? So my um, experience with Jazz Jackrabbit was on those old shareware discs. Do you remember like in the dollar store, you could go into the dollar store and they'd have like this rack and it'd all be like just demos of games and be like, get all these games. Um, like in this one 3.5 inch floppy disc. And it turned out they were all like the first levels of games. There wasn't actually like any full games in it. Mm. I played a lot of first levels. Yeah, I can't speak too much as that's not something I really experienced. I could be just... I I, I looked up a a video of that monkey game you were talking about. I think it was called Gorillas. Oh, yes. And it's basically like Worms. Where there's... Speaking of guilty pleasures, Worms, that game right there is a guilty pleasure. Yeah? Is that guilty? Yeah, I can see that. Well, I uh, so here's the thing. Worms was always a game. I never owned Worms myself. It was a game that I would go and play at my cousin's house whenever I went over to their place for like a birthday party or a Christmas party or whatnot. And I remember at the time it's just being this guilty pleasure of like, oh man, activate all these crazy ass weapons and use them to blow each other up. I I would be curious to I know that recently they gave out a Worms game for free as part of PlayStation Plus. I'd be interested to actually check that game out and like fairly assess its merits because I know a lot of people actually genuinely do enjoy that like without any irony or whatnot. 
Um, I, I do have one more. I, I said earlier that yeah. you would uh, be behooved to give me a little bit more time to look up other guilty pleasures. I do have one more guilty pleasure yep. game I want to bring up. I'm pretty sure. confident that I brought up this game on Presswise in the past. I think I might have like tried a campaign at one point to get someone else on the podcast to play it because it's so absurd. Um, Sour Patch Naked Kids World Gone Sour. No, I've never played <laughs> Naked Punch Out. I've just heard of it. Um, this is... Um, <laughs> the Sour Patch Kids platforming game. Now, at the time that I talked about it last, I believe I mentioned that, like, oh, man, you can get it on PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Network. Last I checked, I believe that they actually removed the game from the PlayStation Network. I think you can only get it on Steam right now, or if you still have, like, a version of the game downloaded on your PlayStation 3 from back in the day. Um, It's not a particularly good platformer. The controls are just not super precise uh everything looks pukey uh not like actual puke although there is a lot of actual puke in the game uh the jokes and humor uh are i would say sub rugrats um it's this game is it is i think a true the true I'm trying to search for the right word right here, but like it truly epitomizes uh, the word, uh, the words guilty pleasure. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it seems very reminiscent of say those like, mm, like, like an old school licensed game almost. Yeah. That you might, that you might get a kick out of where it's, um, you know, it's just very basic, very straightforward, but there's some there's little bit of magic in it that just keeps pulling you forward. Honestly, it kind of gives me not quite vibes of cool spot, but that same type of like product placement uh, that's got a game built into it as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever played cool spot. Like, no, no. Uh, I, I mean, I immediately think of something like Burger King's Sneak King oh, man. or something along those lines. Cozy, can you bring up footage? I, I, footage of cool uh, spots. Sneak King? Oh. Yeah, and sure. I, I'm pretty sure I've Sneak seen King. this game before, by the way, but it's been a moment. Uh, I do want to say, like, um, to, like, actually kind of, like, critically pick apart World Gone Sour, I honestly think that part of the appeal of that game was that it kind of was, it kind of had the same, I would say, tone of like a, what a lot of like fast food, uh, like corporate Twitter brands would go on to adopt in the age of Twitter. Like this game, uh, yeah. uh, Sour Patch Kids World Gone Sour came out, I think in like 2010. So just before like you saw so many brands take over Twitter. And I think that at the time I was like, oh man, it's kind of novel to have a like, a, the Sour Patch Kids company like release a game that is like so like self-aware and so self-deprivating and deprecating and like really kind of gross and you know not like super uh, how should I say L- like it's not like trying to s- sell the illusion of like oh man go and come and pick up some Sour Patch Kids it's the uh, snack that you enjoy when you gotta want to get a little pep in your step like the, the game is straight up like now nah, you, you get this game when you're at the movie theater and you want to turn your mind off and you're going to inevitably cause some of them to fall into the cushion seats below you, which is how the game starts basically. 
the what what's what's the game you're showing called cool this is cool, cool this is the cool spot video game cool cool spot it the the main the main guy on there reminds me of like a california raisin so do you remember seven up having a mascot oh it's the seven up dot this is the seven oh. up dot and i had this game when i was a kid and this is not a very well built game um, and it's yeah. very hard to beat. And because when you, when I was a kid, the games you got were the games you got and you had to make do, I eventually beat this game and there was even a reward. Oh, wow. I got it too late, but there was a reward. If you could get to the end of the game and then mail a code in from the end of the game, and this is pre-internet. Um, yeah. so you had to mail it in and they'd ship you some sort of reward. If you beat the game online. Ooh normal not easy i think you had to do a normal but the hit detection and everything just uh was not great the, I, like i yeah i just remembered um again an, another game from when i was a kid um that i guess you know i th- i guess if i if i recognize that it's probably not good uh, but I think back on it fondly. It must be a, a guilty pleasure then in that mm-hmm. regard. Right? Yeah. Uh, Yonoid for the NES. Oh, I had Yonoid. Yeah, it's the, uh, the, was it Domino's? Domino's mascot, I believe, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Domino, the Noid. Yeah. Avoid the Noid. Avoid, yeah. Uh, it was a surprisingly competent platformer for its time. Um. I never, I never beat it or anything, but it, uh, you know, every, every level that you beat, you would, uh, you know, there, there was this weird counting mini game and I didn't know how it worked cause I can't do math when I'm three, <laughs> but mm. you know, the thing, look, looking at this right now, you know, it, it, something about it just kind of, it's one of, it triggers those, those pleasure centers in the, in the back of my head for yeah. sure. And it's just. Yeah, there's there's something about Yonoid. It's this weird tingle like rabbit looking dude with a yo yo. Yeah, it's just a NES eighties nineties platformer. It's yeah, it's one of those. Go ahead. I was gonna say there. There's a lot of like bad NES games which I look back on that I think I have fond memories of, but even like uh, Bart Simpson. There's oh, one of the Bart Nightmare? Simpson. No, um, before that it was on NES. It was Bart Simpson versus the Mutants, I think. Okay, oh, yeah. and yes. it was kind of had RPG elements to it because you had to like go into the store and, if I remember correctly, and buy versus things. The Space Mutants. Yes, versus the space mutants. You had to like buy things and like figure a way around the level. And it was more advanced than when I was like nine that I like you had to get a guide to figure out how to beat that game. And it was still hard as balls. And I don't think it's actually a very good game looking back at it. I don't think many brawlers turned out to be great games. When you look at something like the original Battletoads, that's not a well-made game. Um, yeah no no the original battletoads definitely isn't um and especially it's it's like they tuned it for arcade machines yeah uh, it's, it's something to keep sucking in your quarters so they made it almost impossible but, oh. 
I'm currently looking at yep. uh, footage right now of Bart versus the Space Moons, and I gotta say, like, for all the issues with Yo Noid and Cool Spot, I feel like those games had like really decent sprite work for their place in time. Like in particular, like Yo Noid's, uh, not Yo Noid, but uh, Cool Spot's like walk cycle was like super smooth. You, you really got from his threat that he is a uh, cool ass Cool Spot. Here, like, I don't know, I. Bart's animation cycle, by comparison, is disappointing to say the least. He, yeah, he looks. He also looks a little more like Lisa than he does Bart. This is yeah. bringing back a lot of memories. Um, just watch because I haven't thought about this game in thirty years. I want to say maybe longer. And actually, like just seeing him go through level, like in, like spray painting things and jumping on the mutants and covering the purple things. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna spray paint that fire hydrant. Um, you have to go and like to some of the stores. Like, how are you going to know you're supposed to jump on some of this shit? And you have to go the, and you got to yeah, buy seriously. things. The weird thing about Bart's sprite is that whenever he's standing still, it does that thing where like he has like both of his giant eyeballs like both within eye view all at once. But instead of you being able to distinguish between the two, it just looks like a single giant eyeball with two irises in the center of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, they so tried weird. this. They, I, they def, I definitely would not have thought like, oh, man, a Simpsons video game. What are you doing it? Well, you have to defeat these space mutants by spray painting objects in their environment to be not purple. I will. And also go into every store and buy things in that store. And like, man, how would you have known? Like, I'm trying to think back as a kid. How would I have known this shit? So many games from back then, like even even going back and trying to for me trying to play the original Zelda, it's like how how did kids back in the day figure this out on their own? I don't oh, yeah. understand. Well, Zelda Two um, Link's Adventure is broken. Um, oh yeah, you can't beat that game without a guide. Yeah, um, like it's impossible. Uh, well, no, I guess it's not impossible, but. Like, there's literal translation issues in that game, which yeah. do not take you to the right right spots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, anybody else have any other guilty, last-minute guilty pleasures they would like to bring up? I blew my load already. Yeah, well, I bet you did. <laughs> oh, boy. Too yeah. bad Mitch missed it. Yeah. He's a big fan of those games. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard he. I heard. I heard Mitch got uh, the real reason why Mitch is not here right now is because he got me tooed by Hatsune Miku. So, yeah, oh, no, that's a canonical story. So we're gonna stick to it. Wait, but oh, isn't you... isn't the like the way that the story typically goes that you get me tooed and then Hatsune Hatsune Miku takes over in your place? Like, it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but with Hatsune Miku instead of aliens. Uh, I don't know, but you sound like you might be an expert on this subject. Oh, here's Q-Basic Gorillas. <laughs> Look how great it is. It's, uh... Yeah, it's basically, it's basically worms. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just worms. This, this looks so like... Good. This looks like a game that would run on any computer. <laughs> <laughs> it really could. Yeah. 
Probably. Uh, the thing I'm most proud about today is my recollection of these games and how correct I was like that this was in Cubasic and you put your velocity and your angle in there and that I kind of had things right about like Bart Simpson and the space mutants and like that you had to go into stores and buy things and paint things like my recollection was pretty bane on about these games. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah, oh, uh, for sure. I'm not just an old person. Hold on. <laughs> oh, oh, is he going to get it? No. Oh, no. It's, it's, oh. get it. Next yeah, one. This get was, it. he's much, this closer. game, this game was the like DVD, uh, like the moving DVD icon of its day before the moving DVD icon existed. <laughs> this, also, this yeah. game, also the inspiration for the upcoming film, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Also, oh, yeah. the inspiration for Dice to add Levolution. You see that destructible environment? This was the first game to do it. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, we should uh, stream this game. You should. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. You should do it. Can you download that? For real, though, we should we should do a, a podcast Let's Play of Worms. Or like a, a stream of worms and us just hating each other for that. That sounds like that would be a great time. Yeah, well, I, it, yeah. Get together, have a couple drinks, shoot some worms at each other. Oh man, that that's something that we should definitely look into. Pull our worms yeah. out. Yep, pull our worms out on stream, get banned. <laughs> <laughs> this game Alrighty. came out in 1990. Hmm. That's the year I was born. So that was yeah, wow. not the That's... year I was born. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything. But you don't know whether that means I was born before. No, you know. It's fair. Yeah, that's fair. We do know. Um, well, I, I think I think that was a good uh, guilty trip down uh, memory lane for some of us. Um and a, a a nice guilty trip down modern day modern times I'm, uh, for, for the rest of us going to horny jail. Yep, bonk uh -oh. bonk. Um, <laughs> You'll just see Mitch there. Say hi to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He'll look at uh, me and say first time, and I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. First time you've been in horny jail. Nobody's ever caught you before. Mitch is a regular. All right. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. For real this time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. If you've enjoyed what you've just heard somehow, uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitch. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Hang out with us on the Discord and check out our Twitter account at Press YYZ to stay up to date when we go live and when we post uh, new episodes. All of our links and stuff will be in the description of the podcast and everything. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's going to do it. Until next time, top of the morning to ya! <laughs> <laughs>